0: As you know, there is a writer strike on it, so we don't have writers, okay? So you're gonna hear how it would be when it's not, you know, slicked up, okay? We don't have writers today. We usually do have writers. It sounded like we never have writers. That's because you're not listening to me. No, I heard <laughs> That's why we need writers.
1: Uh, when did the morons take over the universe? That's of course the view They have writers. Wow. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, happy Wednesday to you. It is uh, mailbag day. Going to get to questions from you. And a lot of other stuff. Open border. uh, Cringe. You know, cringe on Pierre. Lying uh, and lying and lying. Uh, Just couldn't be more absurd. And I have a... uh, The View has writers. Can you imagine that? That's what they... People write that for them. <laughs> so their writers are morons, too. I thought they were just morons. They hire additional morons to, uh, boy, that's pretty amazing. Pretty, pretty amazing. Do you see the uh, liberal Democrat leftist governor of uh, the liberal state of Maryland is a hero of the Democrat Party and therefore the news media. His name is Wes Moore. And it uh, turns out that 46%, nearly half of his money, is invested. Now that he's governor, it's been moved into a blind trust. Uh, 46% of his money is in cannabis, cannabis stock, the marijuana, right? Which is, you know, okay. Uh, Neither here nor there, perhaps. Except this week, he's going to sign legislation uh, making marijuana much more valuable in the state of Maryland and beyond, because he's going to sign legislation legalizing marijuana and making it available in stores to the general public. And, you know, I don't necessarily feel strongly about that one way or the other. Oh, the whole city of Washington smells like Reapfer, and everybody's even dumber than they were before. But never mind that. About 46% of his assets in his trusts are in cannabis, a cannabis company, a single cannabis company, probably his cousin or something. And uh, this week he's going to sign a bill that will make his stock worth much more money. And when you're a Democrat, that's okay. You know, good thing he's not Clarence Thomas, I guess, because the left would be chasing after him on horseback with ropes and torches, as they so often do. Just amazing stuff. Yes, sir. Now let me share with you a story out of uh, San Diego County, California, uh, and it's not in the city of San Diego, but it's outside of San Diego, and it's and it's a pretty amazing story. And um, there is a uh, there's a restaurant, as you might imagine, and uh, in uh, again San Diego County. And every day at noon in this restaurant, because they're patriotic, they play the national anthem. They play the national anthem at the restaurant. Well, recently there was a liberal in the restaurant who, you know, liberals hate America and sanity and genders and rational thought and and the Enlightenment and, uh, you know, they're they're next-door neighbors and they hate you. that's, uh, that's the thing about uh, the left. They, they hate pretty much everybody. Now, a lefty in there shot video of uh, noontime when the anthem plays, and they play it on video screens. There are big video screens, and there are American flags waving in the wind while the, uh, the Star-Spangled Banner plays. And the customers in the restaurant stand, take their hats off, put their right hands over their hearts, while the anthem plays, some might even mouth the words as we go. And, uh, and the story in uh, Not the Bee, TikToker goes viral for posting video of restaurant diners standing for the Star-Spangled Banner, calling it, quote, "...by far the most dangerous situation I've ever been in." Probably not Army, uh, an Army Ranger, uh, probably not a uh, member of a SEAL team, probably not a police officer. Probably not a uh, person with a brain that functions. So the video shows people standing for the national anthem, their hands over their hearts, and uh, showing respect. And this infuriated liberals. Liberals were furious. This scary incident happened at Rainbow Oaks Restaurant in Fallbrook, California. I had to look it up on a map I'll, I'll, on Google Earth, I will confess. It is in San Diego County pushed back away from the Pacific Ocean to the east of uh, Camp Pendleton, the U.S. Marine Corps uh, base, uh, just north of San Diego, Camp Pendleton. And, uh, and it, you know, it can be kind of a dusty area. Now, a liberal posted it and posted it with these words, by far the most dangerous situation I've ever been in. Uh, just Just amazing. And... And then, pound sign, God bless America, pound sign, get out, pound sign, illegal, and pound sign, white people things. So, a racist, anti-American, typical leftist, probably a self-loathing white person. The Post uh, very quickly garnered 17,000 comments, uh, the majority of which convey revulsion Toward the display of patriotism, one TikToker confessed she once worked at the American restaurant Mission Barbecue and was forced to stand forced to stand for the anthem every single day, and wrote it was a miracle she made it out alive. <laughs> this is uh, another brave soul chimed in that uh, saying that she hadn't been back to that restaurant after experiencing the same thing. Liberals writing things like, Serious question, is this real? Like, people actually do this in real, everyday life? Someone wrote, In Spain, we don't even hear the national anthem that much, so this would 100% freak me out so much. Uh, Honestly, we would lose World War II in a weekend at this point. Amazing. Uh, And writing, Now, For those with a strong stomach, check out this super disturbing news story about people who love their country from KUSI News. KUSI News. Now, I should disclose here that my brother Daniel is a news correspondent, a news reporter at KUSI News in San Diego, California. And generally speaking, uh, they're a station, I don't want to stereotype, that are on the side of the United States of America. Now, they actually sent KUSI, my brother Dan's uh, station. They sent a news reporter, a woman, to the restaurant after this TikTok upheaval, and uh, and she did a story on um, on. All you have to do is go there at noon. She went there at noon on a. Uh, uh, on any day of the week with the camera crew. And the story sounded like this.
0: Hi, well, we are at a very busy restaurant, Rainbow Oaks in Fallbrook. And this is a tradition that they've had for six years. We are now going to stand for the national anthem.
1: Stand for the national anthem. And she pauses and she's respectful and she's silent. And they have their hands on their hearts. And someone identifying as Davy Jones posted their terrifying video and wrote, by far, the most dangerous situation I've ever been in. See, they use the words, but they don't know what they mean, as I so frequently am compelled to point out. And they're so appalled, so horrified, so terrified. Casey McKinnon is the reporter for TV at the Rainbow Oaks Restaurant in Fallbrook, California. Not too far from the Marine Corps base at Camp Pendleton. And the video you will see, we should post the, uh, the video. We'll post the video of the KUSI story to uh, our Twitter and our Facebook and our Instagram so you can see it. And you can share it with friends. Patriotic Americans in California, Southern California. There are veterans there who are standing and saluting.
0: Patriotic restaurant that I have ever been to, and having a restaurant like this in the state of California is so so special. They play the national anthem every single day at noon, it's a tradition that they've had going for six years now, and they will continue to have that for many more years to come. Paul, I'll send things back to you in the
1: studio. Oh, uh, Casey, that was so cool, and they're doing good business too. The boot, so how, how neat is that? Hey thanks for sharing that, Casey. Doing it's it too, yeah, it's packed, absolutely,
0: and it is packed. All right.
1: And uh, that was K U S I story. We're going to share this uh, story with you on the uh, Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook uh, so you can see it. And then the lefties responding to it because they're anti-American, anti-patriotic, anti-national anthem, anti-American flag. Crazy, mental, uh, just, uh, just amazing stuff. You know where else we have the national anthem every day at noon? I'm broadcasting from my mothership station in Washington, D.C., WMAL. And every day at noon on WMAL, we play the national anthem and have done so for a very long time. Let me say further that at 6 p.m. on this station and many other stations across the country, when Mark Levin, the great one, comes on the radio, he too plays the national anthem at the beginning of his show every day because America is the greatest, coolest Bestest country, not only in the world today, but in the history of the world. And the left is here to tear us down, to destroy us, to to mangle us because they're not on our side. They're anti-patriotic. And the Democrat Party is raising people by the millions in schools to be gender dysphoric, gender confused, to join the LGBTQ bandwagon, and uh, to be anti-American and to be anti-capitalist. This is today's Democrat Party. I'm sorry to say, mm, 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 mm. man, oh man, That's what I'm telling you. That is, <laughs> that's amazing stuff. Am I right? Um, you know, the 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 Democrat Party is really doing a number on this country, and it's uh, not uh, not good, not good what they're doing, and they must be called out on it. They're called out on this. Station on this show, um, and they should be called out more frequently. Pretty, pretty amazing stuff. You know, we were talking about the LGBTQ. I, I, I have been informed that I left some off. I left some off because the latest Democrat Party version is LGBTQIA2S plus. There's always plus because, and that stands for. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, intersex, asexual, and two spirit, two spirit, because they're now they're like uh, Elizabeth Warren, they're Native Americans, two spirit plus because they you know reserve the right to add uh, you know a later a player uh, uh, identified at a later date. I think they should also add MI MI, which you might think is for military intelligence, but it's for mentally ill. Honestly, part of their coalition. Uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, intersex, asexual, two-spirit, plus mentally ill. You're a Democrat party. Yes, sir. The anthem. When I was a little boy, my, uh, my three older brothers and I uh, were instructed to stand for the national anthem by my grandfather. Um, when it played on television, and it used to play on television a lot more, at the beginning of baseball games and football games, they would play the anthem Uh, Even before golf tournaments, they would play the anthem on television. And my grandfather wouldn't even have to say anything. He would stand. Proud U.S. Army veteran, World War I, Purple Heart, France. um, And um, we would all stand for the anthem when it was on television. So that was my uh, starting point when I was a three-year-old. You know, the banking system is spiraling. You saw another massive bank failure over the weekend Once again, the new second biggest bank failure in history. And uh, we Americans need a place to turn to protect our hard-earned savings, don't we? And you really can't trust the banks at this moment in time. You need to diversify. And now, call my friends at American Alternative Assets. Call them at 888-4-GOLD-20 to get your free wealth protection guide. They're going to help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA and 401k into a physical gold IRA. The fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status all outside of the banks. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. Call them today and get your free wealth protection guide. American Alternative Assets. They've earned an A-plus accreditation with the Better Business Bureau. So protect your... Savings protect your retirement now before it's too late. Call American Alternative Assets at 888. The number four gold twenty to secure your free gold and silver guide today. Individual results may vary. There's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal, tax, investment, and financial advice before opening an account. Yeah, yeah, my brother Dan Station in San Diego. Little patriotism going on there. We're at 888-630-9625, The Border, and Mailbag Day, coming up. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify.
1: Now let me go to the owner of that uh, restaurant in San Diego, San Diego County. The Rainbow Oaks restaurant. The owner is a woman named Janine Paulino. Janine Paulino. Nice Italian name. She was being interviewed early this morning on the Fox News channel.
0: We take a few minutes out of our day to be grateful for the men and women who have made the sacrifices so that we can stand up and and say how we feel and she said how she felt and i wish she realized that it's because of those men and women that made those sacrifices that she's able to do that without any kind of fear at all
1: um now they're uh, brainwashed indoctrinated radical leftists uh, uh, sock puppets janine paulino
0: it really is ungrateful and and that's why we do it every day at noon we want to remind everyone we need to be grateful to those people and, and grateful God gave us a nation that we can say how we feel. So yeah, yeah, it is. It is pretty, pretty ungrateful.
1: What happened to the Democrat party? Anyway, what's the matter with you people? Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Silas calling from Florida. Silas, you're on the Chris plant show. Hey, what's up, bro? Not a lot, buddy. What do you say? Holy cow. Holy cow, dude. I'm completely unglued right now. I cannot believe what I just heard. For somebody to do that, I, I, bro, I swear to God, I probably would have ca- ca- caught
0: a charge because this numb probably also didn't even stand or do anything. I probably would have pie
1: faced their food into them and then whooped their ass for doing that. <laughs> you don't do that. That is the most disrespectful thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you something, Silas. It's, it's the mainstream of the Democrat Party at this moment in time, too, isn't it? No, it's, it's, it's the communists. That's what they are. They're, you know, tell, we, need to, we need to tell the truth. They're actually Marxist-infused communists. That's, that's what's going on. Well, you know, uh, uh, Vladimir Lenin, I, I have the quote in my computer here. The purpose of socialism, the goal of socialism is communism. And the left is here. These are not liberals. This is the left, the international left. And they are not on our side. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about Democrat, but if you're a Democrat, this is you. This is your party. You can lie to yourself about it, but please don't lie to me about it. I know better. We're going to post that uh, great uh, story from KUSI TV in San Diego, California. That's German, you know, San Diego. What does it mean again? <laughs> Man, oh man, I'm telling you. The New York Times has a uh, a New York Times kind of, you know, they're a radical left-wing organization. They do the Democrat Party stuff. And uh, they've got a quiz today on words that you should use and words that you shouldn't use, as you can imagine. Would you use the word powwow? No, of course you can't use powwow. How about what? Spirit animal? Can't use uh, spirit animal. Should you say master bedroom? How about masturbation? Because that's what the New York Times is doing here. Or primary bedroom? And literally, it's a little tutorial. It's the left-wing thought police, the thought Nazis at the New York Times. The New York Times was pro-slavery and pro-Nazi, by the way, until it became inconvenient. Uh, yeah, so they've got uh, can't use powwow, can't use master bedroom, can't you got to use uh, primary bedroom because master bedroom is you know slavery, the the Democrats in the New York Times pro slavery. Yeah, a lot of uh, ridiculous words. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, let me go to uh, the mailbag because we've got a lot to get to. We still have the uh, the uh, the always impressive cringe. Cringe, Jean-Pierre, uh, we did receive a, uh, a question for the mailbag by mail, by U.S. mail, with uh, four stamps, great stamp, special delivery, and William Shakespeare stamp, a Walt Disney stamp, and uh, uh, great stuff. The Spirit of Independence stamp, the printing press, from Tom Stone, Tom Stone in Cockeysville, uh, mailed it to the... Uh, the radio station, WML, And the mailbag question is, does Kamala Harris have a brain? Does Kamala Harris have a brain? You know, that's a question that we've been asking for a long time. I ran into her at the uh, Correspondence dinner in Washington the other night, and um, I was tempted to ask her that. I, I just asked her if uh, today would be yesterday by tomorrow, and... And uh, she didn't know what to say because she's very easily confused.
0: What would you do with a brain if you had one?
1: Does Kamala Harris have a brain? Technically, I think that God gave her a brain, but she doesn't know what to do with it. She puts it in a bowl when she gets home and adds vinegar and spices she she does kamala harris have a brain i think that's i i, I you know uh, tom i'm going to take that as a rhetorical question because i think we all know the answer to that don't we i like the stamps too good uh, good stamp collection stuff from connor owens what's the most important advice you receive from your mother and stepfather regarding the news business Don't go into the news business. (laughs) Don't go into the news business, whatever you do. And, of course, uh, being an obstinate young person, I ignored them and foolishly made the mistake of going into the news business. What is the... uh you know, from my my uh, my mother was in the news business and and in the radio and television business. She was in the radio business with her father from the time she was seven years old on the radio in New York City, New York, with her father, Patrick Henry Barnes, who I mentioned earlier, um, the World War One veteran who has us all stand for the national anthem. And uh, my mother, my mother was uh, just all about the truth, and she was just a truth teller, and she really. She really uh, drummed that into me, the truth. And she caught me one time telling her an untruth. I still remember it very vividly. And she shamed me. Uh, and I was in fourth or fifth grade, and I told her an untruth. And she dressed me down, and there was no yelling. It was, uh, but she was curt, stern, um, and uh, some finger-wagging. And I think she brought me into the front hallway and had me stand there. And she sat down on the steps, and she challenged me. And I eventually confessed that I told her an untruth, and uh, and she told me how much she un she she uh, uh, dislikes untruths and people that she used the word liars and cheats. She said liars and cheats, and she drummed it into me at a very early age. And I've never been a liar. I'm just I've never been a liar. I just. Ask my best girl. Sometimes it's uh, it's. Sometimes you just shouldn't speak. But I just I tell the truth, um, and it's it's a, almost a fault of mine <laughs> that I'm sometimes too truthful. So my mother uh, taught me that, and my stepfather Bill Plant of uh, CBS News, my grandfather also taught me a lot of uh, very great lessons. In my very early childhood, we lived after my father died. My mother and my three older brothers and I moved in with my grandparents, Patrick Henry Barnes and Eleanor Barnes, and my uh, grandfather taught me many great lessons that are part of my life, my life every day, every day. I still thank him um, often, actually, out loud, for some of the lessons he taught. And uh, my stepfather, CBS News reporter, uh, just, just the facts. He's just, you know, on the one hand, on the other hand, I mean, you could ask him about anything. About uh, when I was a child, for example, the Nazis marching in Skokie, Illinois, uh, where there was a very high concentration of Holocaust survivors uh, and Jewish people. and uh, And I was a kid living in the area in the general vicinity. and And he would always give me on the one hand and on the other, I wanted to go down and throw rocks, because, you know my my father, who died when I was baby, uh, killed Nazis in World War II. And I thought, hey, here's a chance to go down and throw rocks at him and stuff. And, uh, and my stepfather was, listen, on the one hand, on the other hand. He was always, well, there's this, and here's the other perspective. And it's, and it's you know, homeless people, uh, mentally ill people on the street. He was always uh, on the one hand and on the other hand. Here is the kid, like, you know, he started law school. He did about one year of law school, I think. And he would say, you know, one side will tell you this, and the other side will tell you that which is the way that I always approached uh, the news. You always give the other side a fair hearing. There are two sides, sometimes three, three sides to every story. And uh, I would say that uh, he drummed that into me. I would say that. From Lana, you mentioned last week a long story about John Hinckley. It was, it was a long story. It's a long story. And the D.C. Mental Institution would love to hear all about that. It is really much too long a story to tell right here, but I was with um, CNN And there was a story, uh, probably in the Washington Post, that John Hinckley was being allowed to roam free on the grounds of St. Elizabeth's Mental Institution, where he was being held. A very large, walled complex, which has since been taken over by the Department of Homeland Security. And now all the mentally ill people are wandering around the streets, stabbing people and stealing things, because that's our fix for that Uh, But I was sent down there with a camera crew, and uh, we got there, and I said, well, I'm uh," with—we got to the gate in a white van, a news van, with a two-man camera crew, and I said, uh, you know, I said, I'm with uh, CNN, and for some inexplicable reason, they just waved us in. (laughs) They just waved us right into the gate, and then we went to the the building where I knew John Hinckley was being held. There are many old, scary, red-brick Victorian-era buildings— on the, uh, on the grounds. And I went with the camera crew to the front door of the building and, uh, and the camera crew. And I'm like, well, let's grab this. Stuff. Let's see how far we can go. All right. And I got the uh, two-man crew and uh, not a rap group, just a uh, camera crew. And, and, um, and I walk up to the front and uh, uh, they see us on the camera and they buzz the door open. And we just walked in, and when we walked in, me and the camera crew, we got to the next area with, you know, like bulletproof glass and a couple of people and, and an armed guard and stuff. It's a crazy mental institution in Washington, D.C. And um, and when we got to the inner part, again, the door opens, and they wave us in. And we get and we're walking in, and, and I said um, – we're here to see John Hinckley. We had no appointment, no plan. We're just kind of bluffing. Our I'm bluffing our way in, and we got into the next stage and said, "Here to see John Hinckley," and they said, uh, "You come into this room over here." And I'm there for a couple of minutes, and somebody comes in to greet us and and uh, the the from the institution, and said, uh, "You're the HBO crew," <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Well, no, I'm I'm with CNN. We're with CNN." And they said, "Security <laughs> You're not authorized to be in here." And I' was like, "Well we just got waved in. The doors kept opening, and we kept walking. And uh, then we were uh, chased out of the place and uh, sent uh, packing back to the van, and then a security uh, car you know came and escorted us off the grounds of St. Elizabeth's Mental institution in Washington, D.C. But we almost got in. We got pretty close. It was uh, so I guess I told. You know, a version of that long story. There is a longer version of the story, but that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, and uh, are raw, have you and or your best girl ever gone to Israel? We most certainly have. Uh, several years ago, I'd have to look because it's all a blur. But um, yes, we decided to go. We were going on a sea cruise, uh, our, one of our annual sea cruises, And the sea cruise was leaving out of Athens, out of Greece. And my best girl finally said, you know, this is a good opportunity to go to Israel. We'll go to Israel for a week before hopping over. It's a pretty short hop from Tel Aviv um, to Athens. And so, yes, we went to Israel. We stayed in Tel Aviv for a number of days. Then we rented a car and drove to um, drove to uh, Jerusalem, stayed at the King David Hotel, uh, hired a guide, guide to show us around the country. You can get all over the country, you know, in a, in a couple of days' time. And he sat in the back seat the whole time, because um, I was driving. Which, you know, which was great. My best girl on the front passenger side, and me in the uh, driver's seat. And our tour guide it was like, "For God's sake, we're not going to Bethlehem. You know, they'll kill us. They'll kill us." Uh, but yeah, the old city and uh, the King David Hotel, incredible in uh, in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, and the nightlife and the beaches and. And uh, we of course did the Dead Sea and Masada, and and uh, we did the Golan Heights, and and when we arrived up on top of the Golan Heights, drove up uh, just as we arrived, all the windows down, nice weather, you know, all the windows down, and you're uh, right at this uh, high ground, and you look down into Syria, and just as we pulled up, boom, boom, two mortar rounds landed. Uh, just down the hill from us in Syria and we got out we've got a, a picture at home on a on a countertop of me and my best girl sitting on the ruins of a a, a, a burned out tank uh, looking down from the Golan Heights into uh, Syria. Loved Israel look forward to going back. Uh, great uh, great stuff. Yeoman dead inside says uh, what's the chore situation in the plant household? does your best girl and you do your best girl and you share housework? Uh, would love to visualize you sorting laundry or cleaning uh, the toilet. Uh, I occasionally clean the, the, the toilet. Um, my best girl probably does more frequently. I always take out the garbage. I very often do the dishes, uh, and I'm uh, very thorough uh, doing the dishes. I, clean the, I do the floors, a lot of wooden floors, very dark, a lot of pollen and dust and stuff. I do the floors. I vacuum. I take out the garbage. I pretty much do the dishes uh and uh, and my best girl cooks uh cooks up a storm all the time made me breakfast this morning uh hard-boiled eggs banana orange juice uh what else did i have this morning um good stuff and dinner is to beat the band last night incredible fish dinner and broccoli and cauliflower and uh she uh we have this fish shipped in from alaska um it's uh, great stuff yes sir yeah, what beer have you replaced the Tranheiser Bush Queen of Beers with? Um, I am when I am out and about, it's pretty random. D.C. Brow and a lot of things, but I have not had a single Bud Light since the Tranheiser Bush episode. And um, and what do I have? Yingling at home in the fridge. In fact, my best girl picked me up uh, Yingling, and that's in the fridge right now. Yingling, and I might have a vodka every now and then too, but I haven't had a Bud Light. Uh, I'm you know, uh, yingling at home, ying, ying, yingling out and about, America's oldest brewer and beer, and a lot of random stuff, D.C., Brow and, and other things When I'm about, I might have, depends on where I am. I go to a place has 1664, this French beer, it's good. I have uh, a lot of different things, a lot of different beers. Chicago conservative, hi, Chris. Awesome show, as always. What's your greatest memory of you and your father? I am so sorry for your loss. Uh, sounds like he was a great father and raised you right, of uh, my, my stepfather, uh, Bill Plant, and because my, you know, my, my biological father died when I was five months old, so I, my memories are very scant of, as a five-month-old. Um, but uh, gosh, I mean, I got to tell ya, you, know Santa Barbara days, Ronald Reagan, uh, my stepfather was covering the White House, and uh, going to parties with Ronald Reagan and barbecues with Ronald Reagan in Santa Barbara, I might say that that's I might say that that is I'd have to think about it uh, more, but that's uh, that's up. And Ryan asked, "What did Lunch Bucket Joe say to you when you asked if his brain was a broke?" Hey, uh, your brain's a broke. Uh, he just looked confused; his mouth was hanging open. And I said, "You should probably dab that oatmeal off of your chin because it's unseemly." Or the President of the United States, for God's sake, clean up. You're out in public. Cody Lester said, "Will you ever consider writing a memoir regarding your experiences in the news media? Predominantly your time as a Pentagon correspondent and lessons you've lessons you've learned insight, you've gleaned from Bill Plant. Well, um, it is past time to write a book about a whole lot of things. I will uh, I'll give you that and I, um, I really, you know I just I need to get to work on that and a whole lot of stuff would go in there, like telling the truth about the Democrats, for one thing, and a lot of talk about the news media, certainly. I uh, I don't like to talk about myself that much, because I'm very, very modest and humble, particularly given how amazing I am. I want to get back to this New York Times ridiculousness, but they've given me too much today, once again. All right, Cringe, you know Cringe, Cringe Jean-Pierre, she uh, was at the White House. You may remember that she uh, told us, we played the audio yesterday, that uh, Joe Biden has miraculously cut illegal border crossings by more than 90% because of his great policies. Uh,
0: When it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90%. Why? That's because of the actions that this president has taken.
1: It's actually more than doubled. That is a Soviet-level lie. Just extraordinary. Now, um, yesterday, after she said that day before yesterday, I played the audio yesterday, um, Peter Ducey at the White House, uh, Fox News, asked cringe about this ridiculous claim. Now, the most noteworthy thing is the total silence of the entire White House press corps on all of this. There was literally a reporter behind him yawning while he was asking the question, and Cringe tried to cut him off and started lying again.
0: You said yesterday that when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down by more than ninety percent. Where did that number come from? It because was. I CBP was speaking. telling us the number is. I hear you. I'm about to answer. I haven't asked my question I yet. If you, if you, if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. I, I, uh, if The dramatics could come down a little what's bit. What's dramatic?
1: about asking a question about- Okay. He hadn't finished the question. So I was speaking- He literally had not finished the question. And she's talking to him, yeah, 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 whatever I'm answering, I'm answering. You know, that's said, no, you're not answering as a matter of fact. You're talking over me and you're not allowing me to answer my, uh, to ask my question. And the entire White House press corps sat there in silence. If the border is secure, as the administration
0: has said, then why would we need to send 1,500 active duty U.S.
1: troops down there.
0: Because we need more work. We need more work needs to be done.
1: We need more work. More work needs to be done. Really? That makes a lot of sense. We need more work. More work needs to be done. Sending 1,500 troops to the border, which she told us, you know, they've they've cut, they've cut the the flow of illegals by more than 90 percent. Uh, one of the most flagrant lies ever told from the White House podium. And she cuts him off when he wants to ask a follow-up. And then we're sending 1,500 troops, which Kamala said was completely un-American, but you know, her brain is no good.